This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. We know the public school establishment and even many education reformers don't care for school choice, but how do parents feel about it? A new survey of the largest private school choice program in the country finds that, yes, parents seem to like it quite a bit. Jason Bedrick of EdChoice and the Cato Institute conducted the survey. We spoke at the State Policy Network annual meeting in September. Florida's tax credit scholarship program uh, was one of the first uh, in the nation. Actually, it was the third after Arizona and Pennsylvania uh, enacted in 2001. What it does is allows corporations who make contributions to nonprofit scholarship organizations to receive dollar-for-dollar credits for their contributions. So it uh, encourages investment in these scholarship organizations which then fund low-income families uh, so that they can uh, fund scholarships for low-income families so they can attend the school of their choice. So Lindsay Burke of the Heritage Foundation and I uh, surveyed the families of the more than 100,000 students participating in Florida's tax credit scholarship program. It's the largest private school choice program of uh, any type in the country. And uh, the results are just released through EdChoice. Uh, the survey is titled Surveying Florida Scholarship Families, appropriate title. And uh, we got a 22% response rate, which is actually pretty good for a survey, especially of this size. Give me a picture of what of the young people who are in this program. They're mostly from very low-income families. Uh, the average family income is uh, just above $25,000 annually. So they are from very disadvantaged backgrounds. Uh, 55% of them come from a single-parent home. Uh, 70% of them are either Black, Hispanic, or multiracial. Uh, So we really are uh, getting a student population that is from among the most disadvantaged in the state, not only demographically, uh, but also there's an annual, uh, there's a longitudinal study that is conducted uh, by Florida State University, uh, and they look at the test scores of the students who are entering the program. And what they find is that when they enter the program, uh, or, or I should say the year before they enter the program, uh, their test scores are lower on average than their demographic peers who are otherwise eligible but not participating in the program. So the program is not, uh, as, as some have feared, that uh, school choice programs would cream, uh, that the best and the brightest students from the families that are the most engaged with uh, education would leave. Actually, it's the students that are not being well served by their assigned schools that are leaving the system. Uh, And then we find that after just a few years of participating in the program, they're performing at about the national average, which means that they are far uh, outscoring uh, their demographic peers. All right. So what do we know about what parents want out of their participation in the program? Well, well, that's actually one of the questions that we asked is uh, what parents were looking for. Name their top three uh, items when they're looking for a school. What is it they're looking for? And this is consistent with with other polls, but um, two-thirds said that they wanted uh, religious instruction. Uh, more than half said that they were looking for morals or character or values instruction. Uh, 36% said that they were looking for a, a safe school environment. Uh, other things that people are looking for are things like uh, small classes, uh, but the the bottom, the absolute bottom in the list that we gave them was standardized test scores. Only four uh, percent put standardized test scores uh, in the in their top three. So when when we hear the public school representatives 
it seems that they focus on test scores almost to the exclusion of almost everything else. Yeah, and it's not just them. It's also a lot of uh, you know so-called education reformers. So it's people uh, right and left. Uh, there's a very heavy emphasis on uh, test scores. It's sort of you know the proverbial drunk looking for his keys under the lights because that's where the lights are, even though that were, that's not where the keys might be. Uh, we have this uh, seemingly objective measure, and so we spend a lot of time focusing on that. But parents are looking at education in a much more holistic sense uh, than simply. Uh, test scores, simply one metric. All right. So the parents who opt into this program, uh, they're different than the parents who don't, at least in that regard. Do we know, what else do we know about the families that are uh, choosing to take advantage? Well, one thing is actually we know that they change their behavior once they enter the program. So we ask them a variety of different things, uh, that how they behaved before and how they behaved uh, after receiving a scholarship. So of those who were sector switchers, 77% uh, said that they uh, increased in their communications with uh, their child's teachers. 72% said that they uh, were uh, more likely to participate in uh, school activities. 57% uh, said that they read with their child more often, and 52% said that they helped their child with math homework more often than they had uh, in the previous sector. So uh, I think what we're seeing here is that when parents opt in to a system, uh, they're more engaged. Uh, and I think they're also opting into a system where the schools are more responsive, right? When, when you know that these children uh, if you're not serving them well, their parents are going to leave and they're going to take their money with them. The school has a much stronger incentive to be more engaged with the families. And so it sort of works both ways. This is the point that uh, Dick Comer at the Institute for Justice makes uh, so well. Uh, I believe he's leaving the Institute for Justice, but he he makes this point very well, which is that in in the public school environment, parents who are of means... Uh, always have their concerns taken more seriously than parents who are of lower income because the wealthier parents have an, a choice uh, just by virtue of the fact that they they have those means and if those their concerns are not taken seriously, they can leave. And low-income parents in the absence of school choice programs simply don't have that option. That's exactly right. And the uh, survey data that we gathered is, is very consistent with that uh, understanding. What's the baseline level of satisfaction of uh, you know these low-income parents who are in the public schools versus these programs? I don't have data on uh, public schools because we, we only surveyed those who are participating in the program. But 92% uh, were satisfied with the program, uh, including 89% who said they were completely satisfied. And 89% uh, said that they were uh, satisfied with the school that they were able to choose using the scholarship, including 72% uh, who said they were completely satisfied. So they are, uh, I mean, this program is clearly doing something to benefit these low-income families. And there's a question of, okay, well, would these, are we only capturing the low-income families who would be going to private school anyway? And the answer to that is definitely not. 71% uh, said that in absence of the program, they would be enrolling their child in some form of a public school, uh, whether it's a district school, a charter school, or a magnet school. So we really are seeing that this program is expanding educational opportunities to low-income families who otherwise wouldn't have it. Uh, and there's also a question some say, well, uh, 
are these families, are low-income families really able to uh, find a private school? 90% of them said that it was easy. Uh, 73% said that it was very easy for them to find a school where they wanted to enroll their child. And now granted, we're at, this is a question we're asking of people who have succeeded in enrolling their child in, in a school. Uh, but the fact that we've got about 100,000 students receiving these scholarships, and the scholarships are I should note for about 7,000, about 6,500 to 7,000, depending on the grade level. Uh, the fact that you've got more than 100,000 students that are from very low-income families in Florida, it's about 4% of the, the total Florida student population that are able to, to do this, uh, shows that these school choice programs really can serve the most economically disadvantaged among us and serve them very well. Jason Bedrick is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and is also director of policy at EdChoice. We spoke at the SPN annual meeting in Salt Lake City. You can rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.